live from the offices of Orange County Soccer Club. It's here. We're here for another podcast. This is our award show as voted by you, the fans, and we're ready to do this. By the way, aren't these some beautiful pieces of silverware sitting right behind us? We'll talk about this a little bit as we go through this as well. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Or on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. Hi, everyone. How's it going? Uh, sorry for any technical difficulties. If, if there was any issues going on with that intro video, we're trying to figure things out here at the offices here at OCSC offices. Uh, again, beautiful cups right here. These are the actual cups that the players got to celebrate with. One is the Western Conference Cup, and the other is the actual USL Championship Final Cup. Aren't those things beautiful? It's amazing the difference in size with these two things as well. Um, but yeah, that's the reason why we started a little bit late tonight is because of the setup here. We had a little bit of a mix-up, so we apologize for any audio issues. And if there are any issues with our stream. We apologize for that as well. Let me introduce everyone. My name's Ray. I am the host of this podcast. Uh, and uh, sitting right next to me is Mr. Dylan. Dylan, how you doing, my man? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. Um, sober for the first time in front of these cups. So that's that's a that's a change. But uh, glad, to, glad to be here and glad to be giving out some more words. And it's cool. If we could bring the camera closer, we would. You'd be able to see there's still a little bit of celebration on both of these cups right now. Fingerprints, uh, some drops of some sort of liquid that have dried up at this point, which is pretty cool to see, but we know that was an awesome time for the team. Let me bring the guy up in Reno that is here with us tonight, and that's Mr. Brad up in Reno. Brad, how are we doing, my man? I, I feel like I'm in spirit there, too, because if you can look really closely on those cups, you can see the laptop, and I'm sure I'm somewhere in there. You can, you can probably see the reflection on there, which is pretty, pretty interesting there. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I know a lot of people, there were some people that actually were in Tampa, like Dylan, partying with the cup with the or with the team and the cup. Uh, and then there were some of us that met the team at the airport at John Wayne when they returned home and got to at least see and hold the cup. Brad, how uh, disappointed are you that you have not yet had a chance to see the cup up close and personal? I'll get a chance one day, I'm sure. Uh, of course, I'd love to be there, but, you know, I, I, I really need to look up the distance and just put that week in week out of, Oh, I'm actually this far away. There we go. No, we don't care. Yeah. We make it work here on the orange and black soccer cast. 
That's that's the the amazing part of technology is you can do this thing from anywhere. We can have people from Reno, San Diego, uh, New York, Florida, wherever we have guests from, and they can jump on and and join us. Uh, so uh, I know my producer is going to get mad at me here because I keep looking down at a laptop, a laptop, a monitor, and not the camera. I'm going to do my best to try and look at this camera throughout the night. I don't think I'm forgetting about you, the fans watching this podcast, the video form uh, of the podcast. But tonight is all about giving out awards. We uh, asked you a few weeks back to vote for your favorites for Orange County's 2021 season. Those are called the Orange and Black Soccer Cast Awards. This is something we introduced uh, in our very first season uh, uh, following this team. And we've done it. We didn't do it last year in 2020, but I think everyone can forgive anything that's happened in 2020. We're trying to get that out of our minds, uh, but we decided with 2021 to bring it back and what a year to bring it back, uh, a year that the team wins a championship. And this is the first time we actually delayed the voting for the awards until after the final whistle for Orange County in the season. So uh, I, I'm going to hint out right now, there's probably a lot of uh, playoff and finals uh, portions that are heading into this award. Dylan, are you excited about these awards? Yeah, I am. Um, even if it's just one last little look back on the show for this year at uh, what we accomplished as a club, which is, if you, if you missed out, um, we, we won this this here little cup that says Western Conference title, and, and this here big cup that says uh, championship final. So so uh, good time. And uh, I, I relive that night uh, constantly in my head. And I'm glad to be doing it here again. And what better way to relive this than going through now, looking back at this full season and seeing who you, the fans, chose for all of the awards we will be awarding out tonight. Uh, and we will go, get to this. Before we do that, Brad, your thoughts on all this? And does anyone know where Alan is? What He's missing in action again. He's, I guess he's officially now too big for us now that he's part of that USL show group. Uh, Brad, your thoughts on the awards? And are you excited to see who the fans voted for? Oh man, uh, just totally. I'm super excited to to kind of just go over the season one last time. There's a lot to recognize, uh, and obviously such an incredible season, winning a cup. So yeah, let's see what let's see what we got here. Yeah, we should have made an award. Uh, I see the post here for Mikey. We should have made an award for the best shirtless fan. Uh, maybe we'll introduce that next season. Uh, he's voting for Dylan on that. But let's get to these awards. Uh, we have plenty of words to go through. Uh, let me pull up my sheet here so I can make sure we stay in order for all of this. And I'm sure my partners have all of their information up as well. So what's our first award we're going to give out tonight, Mr. Dylan? Uh, it's the Newcomer of the Year Award. I should have just, just looked at the screen and see yeah. what our producer put on the screen for us. Yeah, this is the Newcomer of the Award. This award is given to any new player to this roster that is not a loanee, someone that actually was signed with this team this season there were four finalists for this award. The first finalist that uh, we're going to name off is Mr. Goalkeeper himself, Patrick Rakowski. There's also Ronaldo Damas. We've got Tommy McCabe. We got Dylan Powers, Dylan's favorite guy over here, Dylan Powers, just not spelling the name correctly. Yeah. Um, I'm going to open it up. Dylan or Brad, who wants to uh, announce this winner? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll, I'll take this one. Brad's going to have the next one. I think Brad's going to want to have the next one. All right. Uh, probably no surprise to anyone here. I'm not going to do the drum roll for the audio's sake, but uh, it's none other than number 11, Ronaldo Damas, winning Newcomer of the Year. 
Ronaldo Damas, newcomer of the year. Yeah, it, it's probably a pretty obvious choice when you look at the impact he had on this team. Uh, there were probably some other players at the beginning of the year we were looking at as probably being those key players that came to this team. But when you look through the whole of the season and the impact Ronaldo had uh, in a position that maybe there was a point where we were worried uh, about what we were going to get out of the attacking role there, uh, he stepped he stepped up big time and he was a key part of this team going down the stretch. Uh, Brad, what are your thoughts on Ronaldo as the newcomer of the year? I mean, can you really like go against it? He's, he led the team in goals. He led the team in probably kilometers run because this is a European sport. Uh, he led the team in a lot of different ways and you can't go wrong with Ronaldo and you can't go wrong with many of those names on that list there. Perfect. So we'll go ahead and move on to the next award to announce on here. And I'm going to let Brad take this all by himself. This is for Loney of the Year. Uh, this is going to a player that was loaned to Orange County at any point during the season. So anyone that even was just played, a, if they played just a minute as a Loney for Orange County, they qualified for this award. Brad, take it away. All right. So uh, we have first Avion Flanagan. We have Eric Calvillo, Adam John. And Ben Mines. And uh, I'm pretty sure everyone by now knows, just based on the uh, four names we have here, that the winner is Eric Calvillo. Um, Eric Calvillo came from San Jose Earthquakes. And really, you know, I, I cannot mention how much he's surprised me as a player and just his growth in finding a great spot fitting in with uh, Orange County this year. I thought he played a fantastic season especially the uh, second half and hopefully he can find some success back in uh san jose or wherever he ends up next because he's going to end up somewhere perfect um dylan your thoughts on eric winning that award for loney well uh no disrespect to adam john's 30 something minutes on the pitch this year for Orange County, but I think it kind of had to be Calvillo, especially his role under Chaplow the second half of the season really, I mean, had to solidify it. And that's no disrespect to Ben Mines, who did really well. That's no disrespect to Avian Flanagan, who at multiple points this season I wish was still with us. Um, but wow, he was key to how he played. Uh, you can listen to a much smarter person, uh, John Morrissey at USL Tactics, explain just how important he was and used stats and data to back it up, but uh, he's going to be a big miss if he doesn't come back. And I, I know his stock rose significantly, uh, so he might be uh, looking for some, some greener pastures in Orange County. But I think this is one of those players that, I, I if I can recall correctly, he was not kept, he, he, he wasn't kept by San Jose, correct? So he's he's now got these options. Who knows with the re-entry draft, how that all works, um, if that comes into play um, it'd be awesome if Orange County could bring him back. I, I think that would be a quality get if they can bring Eric Calvillo back. Who knows what happens with that? I mean, he got called up to the national team because of his year. And we talked about it after that final, how he was that under the radar MVP for that match. I know Ronaldo Donis and Rakowski got a lot of credit in that final, but Eric Calvillo kept it all going right in the midfield there. Um, let's move ahead. Let's move on to the next award that we have here. And this next award is for the Young Player of the Year Basically, the requirements for that are simple. A uh, player had to be 23 at the start of the season to be considered for Young Player of the Year. Uh, we did have four finalists that got the most votes out of all the possible options. And let's go through those. The first nominee was Francis Jacobs. 
Uh, also, Ben Mines, Ronaldo Damas, and Kobe Henry, who just got his first call up to the senior U.S. team, which is pretty cool. Shows you there's some really good youth that participated on this team. Uh, one of these was Ben Mines, who was, in fact, a low knee. So, uh, but the other three were actually contracted with Orange County, which is awesome to see. The winner of this award, I, I'm gonna, I, I think we're gonna say this a couple of times. It's probably obvious who the winner of this award is when you look at those nominees. No, no disrespect to Ben Mines, Francis Jacobs, or Kobe Henry, but the winner was in fact Ronaldo Damas. Uh, I know, Brad, I'm gonna jump to you on this because I know you were a little worried uh, when we opened up the voting for this that it was gonna be a runaway show for Ronaldo. And so far, with these first three awards, two of them going to Ronaldo, are you a little worried still about that? Um, you know, not really, uh, especially when it comes to, uh, the two categories we've had so far. Um, I think personally I voted for, uh, Rakowski as a young player or young player, a newcomer of the year, but that's mostly because, um, I'm one of those people that likes to vote for someone once and, uh, then vote for another person. I'm kind of like a spread the wealth, uh, everyone gets a medal type person, um, but also that, and I thought Patrick Krakowski was a really, really, really good addition to the uh, team. So, yeah, I mean, who else can you give it to here? It's it's Domus. Domus is the young player of the year. And uh, I, if I can recall correctly, we've had past winners of this would be like an Aaron Cervantes, I believe, won this uh, a couple seasons back. Um, so you look at the, this type of uh, award that we give out. I know this is just a little podcast thing, but, uh, you know, sometimes we the fans can pick the players that are going to move on to bigger and better things. Um, the good thing is per club releases here just a couple weeks ago is Ronaldo's going to be back for another season, which is awesome to see um, another opportunity for him to showcase his skills and grow and develop. And we all know he's going to end up going to bigger and brighter things eventually, but we get another year of that, which is awesome to see. And uh, with the year he put in, will be amazing to see where this young player of the year moves on to next, but still another season with Orange County, which is awesome to see. Uh, let's go ahead. We're just going to go in a rotating order here. I'm going to pass it to Brad for our next award. That next award is going to be best defender slash goalie. Uh, go for it, Brad. All right. So your four top nominees for best defender and goalie are Michael Orozco, Nathan Smith, Patrick Rakowski, and Rob Kiernan. And I mean, who else can you give it to out of these four? You have to give it to Mr. Patrick Rakowski voted by the fans as the best defender slash goalie uh, for the 2021 Orange County uh, SC team. And honestly, I can't go any different here. Um, definitely, especially uh, in the playoffs, made some huge saves. Uh, Rakowski is a wall and a great guy. So, Yeah, no, definitely. You know, it's one of those awards. I, I'd love to be able to split up and have a goalie of the year award and a defender of the year award because it's difficult uh, there's really good names in that bunch. You know, you look at Michael Orozco, you look at Nathan Smith, you look at Rob Kiernan. Those are our three quality defenders. But because usually you only have one key goalkeeper on the season, it's difficult to just sort of give that award to just goalies. Um, even though this season there would have been a little bit of a competition, slight with Abraham Romero getting some time. Uh, but yeah, when you look at the defense as a whole, uh, when they really settled into that great stretch down the end of the season in the playoffs. Uh, one of the key things you saw in there was Rakowski was the man being called uh, to start each and every one of those matches. And that's very important when you look at that. Dylan, thoughts on Rakowski uh, as the best defender slash goalie? Uh, 
this one definitely has a little bit of playoff bias to it, but I can't say that it's not deserved because there were some some key key penalty saves. Um, I mean, twenty minutes, seventeen minutes into a a final, and the opposition's got a penalty, and uh, your keeper is standing there smiling because he knows he's got it. Is some sort of confidence, uh, and it, I, I can't fault him. I can't fault him, and that that is no disrespect to club captain Michael Roscoe because he had an absolute stunner of the year as well. Perfect. Uh, I think we are ready to move on then to our next award to uh, go through, and that is best midfielder. I'm going to hand this off to Dylan to give us the nominees and the winner for this award. All right. Well, the four nominees are uh, Dylan Powers, Tommy McCabe, uh, Nico Kunigas, and finally, Eric Calvillo. Um, So quite a bit of competition for this one. I think you could maybe argue that all of them deserve this one. Maybe there's one that gets a little bit more criticism than everyone uh, than the others, but hey, he was he was still a really good one, uh, still a really good player for us. So uh, without further ado, uh, it is my namesake, Dylan Powers. Uh, no, you sure? I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure the math on that adds up. He's uh, nine years older than me, or something like that. Well, you're not giving it. It wasn't Dylan Powers that no. won the award. I was looking at the wrong thing. Anyway, uh, so I'm fired. Um, but it was uh, it was heavy metal, Nico Kuningas. What what do you got to say, Brad? At that, I mean, Dylan's I, you know to, what? Like... I don't blame Dylan because, like he said, you know, all four of those options. If you could like scroll that screen back, one, uh, please, producer Andy. Um, all four of those options you see on your screen now are four extremely talented players who who totally added something to the team this year. Um, Dylan Powers is a defensive powerhouse. Tommy McCabe slots in there too. And both Miko and Eric have had some amazing free kicks, have had some amazing assists, have had some amazing goals. You can't, you can't really just say one of those guys is the best, but for voting purposes, it is Miko. Well, uh, yeah. Very great Steve Harvey moment here. Um, Dylan <laughs> out. I agree completely. I think you were just trying to manipulate that award to your namesake. I think no. you really want. Uh, I'll I'll be honest. I'll, I'll I'll cover up here for Dylan. Here is he was looking at our spreadsheet and there was a highlight around Dylan Powers' name. Um, your it, it's it's your it, AI. See, I did it. I purposely tried to make Dylan look bad on there by highlighting Dylan Powers' name. There, I took the highlight off for yeah, you. I can scapegoat for you. We can we can make this a similar help moment. We can be right you on. You do it. You try to do that every single episode. So, I mean, what's new? Yeah. I'm waiting for our producer to put the Samora out banner now at this yeah, point. There, there it goes. There's that right, right there. So, um, I try and take, I, I try and protect Dylan and let everyone know that it wasn't entirely his fault and he throws me under the bus. Um, just like someone had to do it. Man. Just like when you photoshopped Alan under the bus with Aiden Quinn driving a couple seasons back. That was all Dylan also. He loves to throw people under the bus, apparently. Um, but let's move ahead. Let's move ahead to this uh, and get another award to talk about here. And this is going to be best forward slash wing uh, for this award. There was actually only three that received a majority of the votes. And those three nominees were Thomas Enavolton, Brian Oloski, and Ronaldo Thomas. So um, this is one of those awards that, again, you have three quality names here, three players that had a pretty big season. 
Uh, and uh, you could probably make an argument for at least two of them. I think Thomas Innovolton is difficult because he was injured for most of the year, so he didn't get a chance to showcase what Thomas Innovolton we, we all know he can showcase, and there may be a little bit of just that history with Thomas Innovolton that gets him some votes here. Uh, Brian Oloski, after 2020, had a great season this year. Uh, you know, really, really looked like a different player. And really, I mean, I, I forget who talked about it. I, I, I want to say it was um, our producer, Andy, sent out a tweet. He's he's just wanting to know what's going to happen in the Oloski household uh, this uh, holiday season when uh, Brian's walking in with a, a big old cup like this. But in the end of everything, uh, again, we talked about it earlier. This guy had an amazing season. That's Mr. Ronaldo Damas. He is the winner of this award as well. So that's three now awards for Ronaldo Damas, uh, forward slash wing of the year. Um, again, it, it, this is a guy that had a, a major breakout with Orange County, looked amazing out there. Uh, and here was, and I, I've mentioned this before, here's the biggest thing with Ronaldo is his work right he's out there running his hardest until that final whistle this i'd love to see the stats on the mileage his miles ran per match because i i guarantee it tops pretty much anyone else in the league the way that that ronaldo was all over the pitch and hustling every single play would be amazing so maybe we'll have to see if we can get some um, ideas on those numbers of where ronaldo was uh, for how many miles he ran for the entire season do you, do you have an estimate on that dylan um, I'm going to say he probably ran around 11 kilometers a game over. Oh, you're going to, to kilometers. Well, that is how it is. Tracked, okay. okay. Yes. Kilometers. We'll go kilometers, not miles. Kilometers. So uh, if you multiply that by 30, did he play 30 games? That sounds about right. So probably, uh, I can't do that math. You do the math. The guy. Uh, I can't do the math either. That's Let's what I use. Math I use Excel spreadsheets for my math though. So that's, that's what that does. Brad, uh, your thoughts on Ronaldo, uh, winning this award as best forward slash wing. I mean, who else is going to be just like a lot of the other awards he's won? You know, Ronaldo is just that good of a player for the team and really was asked to do a lot and delivered on a lot this season. Perfect. Um, Now for these next awards that we're going to be giving out, uh, we don't really have pictures or videos, I don't believe, to show unless our producer tells me otherwise, uh, if we have videos in the background, but I don't think we do. Um, so we're just going to call out these awards or, or the players and the match that these awards took place. Uh, we'll shoot out the link to the winner of these next few awards uh, so you all can see which one won. But uh, this first one's going to be for assist of the year. There were three or sorry, there were four uh, top vote getters for this award. Um, one of them was Miko Kaningas with an assist he scored on seven on July 31st. Um, Eric Calvillo's assist in the final was one of the finalists. Eric Calvillo also got another assist uh, in a match on September 3rd. And the last one was Brent Richards also on that September 3rd match. So that was probably a, a good match for some, some assists there. Um, again, we, we mentioned this, we included the playoffs in the final and we sort of let you know, there's going to be a little bit of Love for the playoffs in the final. So it's probably no surprise that the winner for assist of the year this year is the Eric Alvio assist uh, in the final against Tampa Bay on November 28th. Uh, I I want to say that's the assist that set up Ronaldo for his second goal of mm-hmm. the match. The one that he sort of volleyed to himself and then got to back of the net. Pretty good assist there. Um, Dylan, is, is do, you, do you think that this is probably more of a... Um, 
you know, the most recent stuff we saw. So that's what's, and because it was championship uh, associated with it, that's why this one wins for assist of the year. Or do you truly think that was the assist of the year? Um, Without being able to see these assists to remember which ones we're talking this about. This was not the one that I had picked as our assist of the year, but um, yeah, I mean, recency bias does, does help here. And uh, being that clutch in, in, a, in a cup final, I I, expect, I I respect it because we're giving Rakowski a lot of plaudits. We're giving, um, I mean, even Calvillo, we're giving him a lot of plaudits for what he managed in this game. And, and of course, Thomas gets a lot of plaudits for what he did throughout the playoffs. But uh, I'm not going to I'm not gonna take anything away from him. He <laughs> was a standout player. If it wasn't going to be this one, there were like three or four other options that we could have picked for, for Calvillo. He absolutely deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh... Now, Brad, since you know you have these ties to Eric with his time that uh, he spent with Reno and all that stuff, are you excited for uh, Eric winning Assist of the Year? Yes, uh, I agree. Eric should have won Assist of the Year. Uh, I disagree with uh, the one chosen. Uh, I won't be as nice about it as Dylan was. Um, I said it back uh, the week after the, what was that, September 3rd match, 9-3. Um I said that is my assist of the year. Uh, it's the one where he grabs the ball from behind him with the, the foot, drives the length of the field with, or half the field with it, and uh, finds, I think it was Domus on the back post, uh, to score a goal. And it just was one of the uh, best assists I've seen. And really, he he worked so hard for that goal. Um, so... Yeah, that that was my vote. I mean, again, recency bias. I can't really go against it um, because it was a good assist still, but that it's not my winner. So I I, I still have uh, man. It's I, Brad hasn't learned. He's calling out the fans for the choice they made. He's, yes, he's calling out I the fans like for making a bad bias. choice. We're gonna have a Plonsky out. We're gonna have an everyone out on this. Podcast. Yeah, this could be everyone out on this, this podcast. Is why Owen did not come. He's he's now escaping by. <laughs> well, no, um, he's already I, out. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, he's already he's already moved on to bigger and better things. He he's he's got a better job now. Um, you know, the cool thing is we actually got a video from uh Eric uh to share his thoughts on being nominated and winning some awards from this. Let's go ahead and play that clip. Hello, OC fans. Just wanted to say thank you guys. Thank you for voting me for Lone Player of the Year and Assist of the Year. Uh, I really appreciate the nomination and the award. I'm very grateful for it, and I'm also grateful for being, you know, part of this history and being part of the club for this year's championship. And uh, and also, yeah, just you know, had a great had a great time with you guys. I appreciate every, everything you've done for for the club, for for myself, and for the team. All the support you guys give us. Uh, without you guys, we wouldn't have gone that far. And so, yeah, thank you guys again, and hope to see you guys soon. You got to love that ending comment there, right? The hope to see you guys soon. Hopefully it's wearing the orange, the black, the white, and the blue. One of those jerseys uh, with Orange County. Uh, hopefully it's not like a Andre Rawls type situation where he sees this again representing another team. But again, that's that's something for a little bit down the road. Um, that's just a big hope, a big hope there. Uh, next up, the, the cool thing with this next award is I think we know who's going to win the award. We just don't know which one is the winner, and that is for save of the year. I'm going to pass this on to Brad. Brad, can you try and explain each of these saves based on just the date? All right. So uh, our first save of the year is uh, 
Patrick Rakowski all the way back against Phoenix on uh, August 14th. This is one of the two he was nominated for for save of the year. Um, and it's the one where he tips the ball over the goal frame, outstretched, and it's absolutely insane. Uh, the second one was Patrick Rakowski making that penalty save in the final. Um, you know, pretty straightforward, great, great save. Uh, the third one is uh, Ray's bias also from the final. Um, if I remember correctly, it was the one where late in the game he saves the ball off the line. And then the final Patrick Rakowski goal that you guys had to vote for was against uh, Phoenix as well. Uh, also late in the match where he uh, jumps across the goal and tips the ball over on uh, October 13th, late on in the season. And after careful consideration, you guys voted another recency bias. But this one I don't disagree with. Uh, the penalty save in the finals. And I don't disagree for many reasons, mostly because um, it, it's the most important save you can make of the year. So, it big save, really nicely done, and just uh, saving the game. Yeah, as much as that save against Phoenix is an amazing save, I mean, just acrobatically, physically, uh, and whatnot. Mentally. Mentally, everything. everything that, I mean, just all around a great save. But when you look at the moment for that PK save, although I still think the other save that was voted for that final match was the better of the two because it was in live play. But the, the meant the, the situation with that PK in the final, that if you let that ball hit the back of the net, you're now down one nil against the Tampa Bay team. That game is completely different. That match is a completely different match. If Tampa Bay scores there. So that save came up big for orange County for their championship. Yeah. I, I I can say most of these saves on here, I'm good with any of them winning. Um, so props to Patrick Rakowski. I mean, that's just, well, what else can you say? I mean, that was just darn amazing to see Patrick Rakowski get that. Uh, Dylan, your thoughts? Uh, that save won us a cup. Uh, Tampa scores there, and they they uh, they shut down. Uh, they don't have to do anything. They're really good at defending, and uh, we struggle to get into that line. Instead, Rakowski stands there smiling, goes the right way, makes the save, and, uh, I mean, really flips the game completely there. And uh, and I love the analysis that we had. Uh, I forget who it was uh, afterwards talking about how uh, Patrick was actually behind the line before the kick goes to give him that extra step. Because, you know, the rule in soccer slash football for those outside of the U.S. is you have to have your foot on the line. A part of your foot has to be on the line. Um, but you tend to see a lot of goalkeepers want to dive forward right before the ball is kicked. And we saw how that impacted uh, in the playoffs. Orange County benefited from that, uh, from, uh, was it San Antonio's goalkeeper or was it? No, no it was, was uh, Blanchett of Oakland. Oakland's goalkeeper uh, jumping early. So really smart of Patrick to start behind the line so he can jump early and not be penalized because he's still at or behind the line. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and going the right way. And going the right way, obviously. I mean, that's the big part. Yes. But we've talked about it before. That a lot of the time, that's just, you know, luck. You just you pick a direction, you go with it. But uh someone also mentioned I saw some chats on social media that it looks like Patrick sort of has a smile right before the kick, so he knows where that ball's going. It's it that that's I'd love to be able to ask Patrick um if he in fact knew which way that ball was going, or if that smile is just like, This is it. 
I, I, I got to do this. And, and it works out. So awesome. Well, we can ask him next year. We, he's back. He is back. And the cool thing is this is another player that uh, was willing to send in a video after we let him know of the awards he won. So let's hear what uh, Patrick Krakowski had to say. Hey, Orange and Black Soccer Cup. Uh, thank you for voting for me for Defender slash Goalkeeper of the Year um, and also Safe of the Year. It's a real honor and uh, I'm really happy for all of your votes. Also, thank you so much for all your support throughout the season. Um, I know it wasn't always an easy season. We had up and downs, but um, at the end we got the cup and uh, that's the most important. And uh, the whole team really appreciate all your support. Um, also, I really like your podcast. Uh, I do want to already be there one time, and I hope I'm going to be able to be there again. So, um, yeah, I hope uh, you'll have all a uh, good Christmas, uh, Happy New Year, and I hope I see you next year. And yes, by the way, Patrick, you are more than welcome to jump on our podcast whenever you're available. Uh, we want to have you back on uh, whenever you, you want to join us. So just let us know. Um, and, and we'll get you onto the podcast, but, uh, pretty awesome to, uh, it, it's awesome to hear that the, the players actually appreciate that the fans chose these awards and, and picked them. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, maybe in bigger leagues, the players are like, yeah, that's just, you know, a measly little group of fans saying, Hey, you're great. But these fan these players actually seem to be excited about winning these awards or at least appreciative of the fans recognizing them. Right, Dylan? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're small enough of a club to still have this really nice sense of uh, community and family if you get to know players well enough. Um, and I think it makes all the difference. In a, you know, if you're staring down two contracts that might look the same uh, on the money side of things, if you get to live 20 minutes from the beach and have a rabid group of maniacs talk about you week in, week out on Tuesday nights at 8.30, maybe that, uh, maybe that makes a difference. And I know it's not us and what we're doing here on the show but uh it's really the the 95 minutes every saturday every wednesday every saturday going crazy for you uh and, i mean wow he absolutely he did he deserved it perfect let's move on to the next award i'm going to hand this off i believe this is now dylan's turn uh to uh, announce this next winner this is going to be for goal of the year uh go for it, Dylan. great uh, hopefully i can read the right one this time um, we've got Eric Calvillo's, uh, I believe, stunner free kick against San Diego on October 20th. We've got Nico putting his goal in the final. Uh, we've got Brian Olosky, uh doing his best Ryan Gaze impression and roofing one against uh, Sacramento Republic. We've got Thomas Ina-Volton sometime in October. Don't remember that one. Probably the last match against... Los Dos. Los Dos. Yep. Yeah, look at that. I'm good at numbers. Um, and then where else do we have? Oh, yeah, that one guy that scored a lot of goals, Ronaldo Damas, 11 28. Does that sound familiar? That's, of course, the final. Uh, and the winner is Miko Kuningas in the final from 30, 30 odd yards or something like that. That was inch perfect. Uh, no one's gonna save that ever. Rosalina did his best, almost got to it. Mm -mm. Just the, the perfect curl from that left foot. Chef's beautiful, kiss. beautiful. And, and we talked about it is there was thoughts in my mind that Eric Calvillo would take that kick. They were both standing over that kick and we had seen Eric do that same or, or score on that same type of situation earlier in the season. Um, but, you know, and I, it was, we, we also heard the the struggles that Nico was having the day before in training to 
uh, hit that shot, but man, that just is, that's guts. And the outcome of it was spectacular, beautiful. Dylan was there at the stadium. Is that when you took your shirt off? Is at that moment or that was later in the match? No, that was every single goal we scored uh, <laughs> and at the very end. But that came out of nothing. There was a, a light pole kind of in our way. So saw Miko swing his leg at it and then kind of kind of tried to get around the pole to see and, and then to see it bulge in the back of the net right before the half. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that. That was, I mean, I want to say that was our best goal of the year from a difficulty standpoint. And that is no disrespect because Calvillo's was an absolute banger. Uh, Ronaldo had a last minute one against Vegas. You know, Voltsons to get us a home playoff game. There could be a good argument made that literally all of these. The end of Olsen may not have been the most difficult goal, but again, this is not the most difficult goal of the year. This is just goal of the year. And that end of the Bolton goal to get Orange County home field in the first round, which ended up being home field throughout the Western Conference playoffs, was a very important goal. Brad, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, Do you agree with this goal of the year? I don't disagree with this. It's it's total class uh, goal. my runner-up personally would be uh, Brian Oloski because if I remember correctly, that's his first goal. The uh, one on June 5th was his first goal in orange and black uh, colors. Um, and it was also just very, very nicely scored too. I know he scored twice against uh, Sacramento and once against Vegas this year. This sounds right, but too much uh, recency bias and too much <laughs> recent drinking with these here cups to remember. The beautiful cups. Beautiful, beautiful cups. Did you guys forget? We won the cups this year. Yes, and there was actually another cup that we were wondering should we put up here. It was the Academy Cup. The girls' academy team won earlier in the year. Um, you know what? In, in two, three years' time, we'll be doing this for... Uh, we're going to need a Super big League. trophy. We're going to yeah. need a big trophy of cups. But we have a nice trophy cabinet when we're doing the Super League and the Women's Women's team wins. Hopefully that's coming. I don't have any more insider knowledge than anyone else. But, but hopefully, hopefully that 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 comes soon. Um, let's move on. And I'm going to skip my turn just because I'm trying to set things up so that I can explain one of our awards once we get to it. So I'm going to skip and go to Brad. Brad gets to do celebration of the year awesome. uh, on here, and let's see let's see if Brad can uh, remember what these celebrations look like, and maybe he can even just uh, uh, show them uh, there right. on camera right. what right. the award, what the celebrations look like. Let's. Um... Let's see. So the first one was Brent Richards against, I believe it was Sacramento, uh, scores a goal and does like the little crab, crab walk, walk dance across like literally like 20 yards, I think it was, something insane. Um, the second one is Patrick Rakowski after saving during uh, Oakland Roots, uh, the playoff game. He does the same thing, but instead of having his hands up, having his hands down. Um the third one is literally Ronaldo Damas just doing the Cristiano Ronaldo uh, dance after every time he scores. I don't need to explain that one. Uh, and then you got Michael Roscoe finger guns. And uh, finally, you We want to have... see that one, Brad. We want to see you do that one, though, Brad. I, I, I'm not – I don't have enough room. You guys have a lot more room to uh, experiment with that. So no, let's see. These big cups are in the way. Um, well, then, well, then uh, people will just have to go look it up. Uh, the final uh, one nominated was uh, after Dylan Powers scores a goal. Uh, oh, thank you, Producer Andy, for bringing up uh, Michael Orozco's finger guns. Um, the final opportunity that we have to discuss is uh, after Dylan Powers scores a goal. Uh, I don't remember against whom it was uh, late on in the game. 
uh, jumping the fence and uh, going to hang out with everyone and Blaine jumping up on the field next to them. And your you winner. You step up in big times. What about that? Thank you for that. Uh, your winner of the uh, selection was uh, the celebration with the CLC after uh, a late goal. I think that was also against Oakland. Who was that against, Dylan? Can you confirm? Right. Yeah, that was Oakland. And it was actually Nico Kunis's goal. I know they cut to Dylan Powers. Oh, but yeah, Dylan Powers. Operators. Dylan Powers is. Was he not the one who centered it then? And I guess it came off Miko. I don't remember that goal specifically. Bring up the, the Polanski out. Yeah, Polanski out, everyone. <laughs> um, yeah, that's Miko's goal. Don't take that away from heavy metal Miko. But the whole team as a whole, like, I, I forget who yeah. was it that initiated it, but once it, it was initiated, like they all swarmed. Country. That was Miko. Just, that was Miko. Just yeeting himself on the ad boards. And everyone else was like, all right, we'll go for this. And the best scene of that was was Blaine jumping over the rails and partying and, and staff pro people not even caring or paying attention. Or I think because Blaine had the jersey on, so maybe they didn't even realize that he's not a player. He looks like a player, apparently. Yeah. Uh, looks like a soccer player. Five years ago, I watched Blaine do the very same thing. And, uh, well, now I'm here, so... <laughs> He's got a he's got a track record, but that is intoxicating as a fan to see uh, the players come over and do their thing with you. There we go. Uh, speaking of fans, we we have the nominees for fan of the year. I'm gonna let Dylan handle this, but really quick, just so you know, this was our only write-in vote category. Uh, so I tried to match up names if names were spelt a little differently or mismatch. Uh, by the way, there was uh, some voting irregularities on this category. I, I noticed a lot of you trying to put in some really interesting, funny, fake names on there. So props to you for trying, even though I don't think any of them really were really that original. Hey, it's all good putting those on there, but none of those get a chance to win. Uh, we do have our five that got the most votes, and we'll figure out who the winner was on that. We're going to just read our first name just for you know security purposes. We don't want to give away people's information too much uh, you know, without them saying, yeah, go ahead and do that. Again, this was a write-in vote. So Dylan's going to call out the five finalists for fan of the year and the winner. So just the names, right? Not their socials and their addresses. Uh, their dates of birth. Just first names, but you can do all the rest. Socials, oh, okay. date yeah, of birth, address. Name, yeah. yeah, go for credit card information. Go for credit <laughs> yeah. score. Go for it. All right. Well, Because we uh, can get all that information, you know, easily. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. Dylan's got the how access. Do, how do you think we fund the show? <laughs> Just kidding. There's five five of you who uh, led this one. That's going to be Charlotte, Blaine, Andy, who I think is doing double duty over there as the producer. So we might have to throw those out. Russell and Larry. Um, and, and if you don't know who, which if these are you, then it's probably not. You you will know if that's your name, your first name, and you're on there. Um, that that that's you. Yeah. Well, we can. I can promise that we can strike off Andy because he uh, quote unquote works for us. So that does leave the winner to be the man who jumped over the boards himself, Mr. Blaine. The leader of the CLC, Mr. Blaine, uh, well-deserved there. And hey, there's no rules on to who can get nominated. I mean, if people wanted to nominate Dylan for Fan of the Year, that could happen, even though he's a part of the show. We have integrity here. You saw Andy's name on there. He helps us out producing in the background. We didn't just automatically bump him up to winner because he, he works on the show. No, we went with the votes. We counted the votes. We are very... He was Honest. producer of the year, but I think Blaine. Well, has voted I, I by produce all too, so he he easily you just easily give it to him and not me at all. I do stuff too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been to the most away games of, of all fans. I'm pretty <laughs> sure, and I'm not up there. So, thanks. There we to go. 
but the fans have chosen and Blaine is the winner for fan of the year. Congratulations, Blaine. Well-deserved. You are definitely a huge fan of this club and a huge part of why CLC and the fandom in Orange County has grown for this team because your heart is there at all times. All right. Um, I mentioned earlier, let's move on. Let's go to our guest of the year. And I mentioned earlier, again, voting irregularities. And this was one of those categories where we had some voting irregularities. Apparently, there's someone or maybe a group of people who really, really love Harry in San Antonio. Uh, and so we noticed there was quite a few Harry votes. Uh, I asked Harry was if he was purposely trying to stuff the ballot. And uh, he said, well, he, he didn't say no. But he did say we could throw the votes out and we could just uh, count whoever was in second place. Uh, so we, we did offer him a chance to come on the show, but apparently he has to work early tomorrow. So he can't come in, uh, you know, defend these allegations. But we're just messing with you, Harry. We know that uh, this was just someone throwing your name out there. Maybe they were just randomly picking you. Maybe Dylan set up a, a bot to just keep voting for you. Um, no, not Dylan. Maybe someone in San Antonio just really, really wanted you to win. But there you go. Harry did officially get the most votes but we tossed him out because of the irregularities. Here are the nominees for guest of the year. Again, this is non-player, non-front office, non-club related. These are just other podcasters or media people. The nominees are John Morrissey, Mr. USL Tactics. Uh, Harry Austin, we did put you on here as one of the finalists because you did get a lot of votes. We also have Edson Ochoa from the Down in the Valley podcast. Uh, Mr. Mike Watts, broadcaster, play-by-play uh, -play for USL Soccer. And Mr. Noise himself, Cameron Millage, in those amazing reflective aviator glasses there and on that the image. Shades on. Yes. Uh, and the winner for Guest of the Year, this is the first time it won't be Alicia. She's not even a finalist, but the winner for this is Mr. USL Taxis himself, John Morrissey. Congratulations, John, on winning that. We'll definitely hear your thoughts on being uh, voted Guest of the Year next time we have you on here. We'll, we'll for sure get him back on our podcast because we definitely want him. Uh, his, his knowledge because he's definitely smarter than all he's of us. smarter than all of us combined. You put Brad, Dylan, even Alan, who's now a big time podcaster for the USL. Uh, you put us all together, we can't compete with John. So no, and and his work Maybe ethic either. Maybe yeah, adding Andy but to the four of us, but the four of us, no. I'm just going to take a moment to uh, do two things. One, I'm going to plug John Morrissey's off-season acquisition stuff and, like, literally all the work he's put in this year. Like, give him a follow on Twitter if you don't already follow USL Tactics. And two, to go further into the irregularities, um, I believe Harry Austin had, like, 300% of the votes for every other category in just this one category alone. So it, oh, yeah, it yeah, wasn't was like a – it wasn't like a – like oh we kind of had to snuff it out like it was pretty easy to see when someone has like a thousand votes and every other category had like 300 yeah i mean he just pulled a little fc fc cincinnati there and that's a little deep cut from 2018 for you guys uh just to just to remind you i've been around for a while so here's the cool thing, right? John Morrissey is now part of that USL show as well with Alan. So let, now we're going to have to see who's going to join our show more often. Is it going to be John or is it going to be Alan? We, and maybe we'll give whoever comes on more often. They, they get credits in our, in our credit roll at the end of each episode <laughs> as an actual host. You like that, Brad? I, I quite enjoy it. All right, perfect. Uh, we've got two more awards to go through. Just two more awards. We're almost done with this. Uh, the next one we're going to do is player of the year. And Brad, you get to handle this one. Player of the year, Brad, take it away. Yeah, this is a, another very talented contested uh, 
category, we have Patrick Rakowski, Ronaldo Damas, Eric Calvia, and Miko Kaningas. And, uh, you know, there there can be some debate about this, but uh, at the end, Ronaldo Damas is your winner for Player of the Year. And I don't think the debate is super warranted. He is, quite honestly, the Player of the Year for uh, Orange County. But I couldn't. I could understand if you wanted to go one or two other directions with this. Yeah, I, I, you look at these players uh, when you look at this category, and then also our final category. They're all deserving. Uh, they're all players uh, for this one player of the year. Each of those players played a huge part in the season for Orange County uh, in their contributions and as on the field, off the pitch, interacting with fans, creating that excitement. I mean, you look at, you know, one of the other nominees there was Patrick Rakowski. He's been the one that's been on the the, the uh, cup tour, you know, going to the Ducks game with the cup. And I think he was also at the City Hall uh, a thing with the, the cup. So, I mean, the, the cool thing is these are all players that you could tell really loved being on this team, loved being part of this group of players and just love playing the game of soccer. And that's what you want to see on your top performing players is players that want to be here, that want to, Play, perform at their highest level and want to win. And that's what you had. Each of those players, uh, when you look at Patrick Rakowski, uh, Renaldo Damas, Eric Calvillo, uh, Nico Kaningas, they all all were high-quality players. And the cool thing is we know at least three of those are back next season, which is awesome. Yeah. Dylan? Uh, 19 goal contributions, that's 16 goals, three assists, and 30 appearances. Spent a little bit of time with the national team in the middle of the year just to, just to try and throw them off and no, he didn't care. He came back and kept scoring goals. Uh, I believe one every 135 minutes, something like that. Something crazy. Uh, he tried to send in a video. Uh, he wanted to. Unfortunately, he is at home in Haiti, and his internet is not working. So uh, we got nothing for you. But but we appreciate that he wanted. To. We appreciate that he was really yeah. trying. Uh, we spoke to Chad, who uh, works with the club, and Chad was mentioning Ronaldo really wants to send in a video, just it just couldn't make it happen because of the internet. So it, it, we appreciate it. Any surprise that someone as hardworking as Ronaldo is is doing some uh, maybe pointless uh, extra credit a couple weeks after the season's ended? He's at home, just probably enjoying time with his family and his girlfriend, and he's trying to send some stuff to us. So uh, my heart is warmed at least. I can't wait to see him back in the orange black next year. Definitely. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, last award, and this is always my favorite because this is uh, a category fan favorite player. That, I mean, they, we've had people, uh, players win that maybe don't have the biggest contribution on the pitch, but it's just the, the players that the fans love. I believe Kevin Alston is a former winner of this award, I believe, or maybe Darwin Jones. Um, I can't remember. I have to go back on the the, the books and look, but um, it's not always the top you know, stats player or the one that shines uh, above everyone else, but we have a great group of players on this one. I'm going to hand it off to Mr. Bradley to announce this final award. Ah, two in a row. Lucky me. Um, so oh, it was supposed to be Dylan, huh? It was supposed to be Dylan, but we'll let Brad take it. Brad, take it. All right. Uh, well, sorry, Dylan. I guess uh, some okay, more we'll out. Get done right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your four options for fan player, fan favorite player of the year, as I already messed it up. Miko Kaningas. Michael Orozco, Patrick Rakowski, and Ronaldo Damas. And your winner for the fan favorite player of the year is Miko Kaningas. Yeah, is is there any surprise there, Brad, that uh, Miko is the winner for fan favorite player? Um, 
not from my interactions with uh, the fans and Miko. Miko is just a truly loved character. Um, for me, uh, I personally voted for Rakowski, but I both guys are just excellent individuals. I loved uh, during the season just sitting down and talking to them. Uh, you know, got to learn a lot about the game from talking to uh, Miko Kaningas and uh, definitely a deserving character to win fan favorite player of the year. And who doesn't like some uh, heavy metal rock? Well, also, I mean, Miko loved social distortion, which I think uh, a lot of local Orange County people just fell in love right then and there that you have someone from Finland that is a huge social D fan coming out here playing for Orange County. Uh, you know, again, we reached out to some players. Miko wanted to try and send us in a video. But apparently by the time we reached out to him, it was already really late because he's actually in Finland. So he did send in a comment at least. Um, and so we're going to bring that up on the screen right now. So this is from Miko. Uh, he said, hello, OC fans. Huge thanks for voting and awarding me midfielder of the year, goal of the year, and fan favorite player. It really warms my heart here in the middle of freezing cold winter here in Finland. It was an honor to share this special season with y'all. And he did put that, y'all. He wrote y'all on his message. What a team. What fans, much love and happy holidays to everyone. So congratulations to Miko. And uh, again, the love Miko uh, for taking some time to send us a uh, comment uh, after finding out that you won, not one, not two, but three awards in your first season here at Orange County. Uh, you know, amazing guy. I, Brad talked about it, you know, learning so much from about soccer from speaking with him. I, I learned about music speaking with Miko. We probably spent a good 20 minutes before a match just talking about music, talking about bands from Finland. And he even shared me a Spotify playlist of some music to, to download and listen to, which was pretty cool. Again, one of those things, this is what this team was. There was a lot of players like this that just loved the fans and loved interacting with the fans. And, and I know, you know, we do this podcast thing, but really we're just fans, just like each and every one of you that just gets a slightly bit of access, a slight bit of access to the players and the team to do what we do here. But in the end, it's, it's, any any fan gets an opportunity after games to speak to these players because they're really available to the fans, which is awesome. Uh, Dylan, your thoughts on Miko Kaningas as the fan favorite player? I mean, he's he's got my vote here. Uh, long may uh, heavy metal Miko continue. <laughs> it's just wow the um, the the light goading of other players into picking up dumb cards, just the the long range right goals, in. the head banging. I mean the video, the, the video image, the video, the the screen yeah, video yeah. when he would be introduced into the games or score a goal or something. It's perfect. The head banging was awesome. That hair works perfect for that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it's, it's this is well deserved, and I'm I'm thrilled that uh, he's back for next year because uh, obviously a lot of fans are thrilled because that's their favorite player on this team. Yeah, it's time to get our uh, number twenty-five Miko Kuningas jerseys with a little star on them because if you forgot, we won the cup. We did win the cup, huh? Um, so here's what we're going to do. Um, first off, let me say congratulations to all the nominees and the winners for each of these awards. Um, and much love to all the fans that took time to vote for these awards. Uh, it's it's just a neat little experience we like to do. We like to hear what the fans think of these players at the end of the season. Um, so we appreciate all that. And um, we're looking forward to this next season, uh, another great season with some of these players already announced coming back and we'll, we're excited to hear what else is coming in the future. Um, before we wrap things up, just a couple bits of news to talk about, right? Um, Orange County recently announced the addition to their coaching staff. Uh, I'll let Dylan uh, discuss this. 
man, I don't have this name in front of me. I can't believe you've done this to me. Right, he's the former Vols player of the year. He's been an assistant with uh, the White Caps quite recently. Let's let Brad try and save Robert you. I think Earnshaw, I believe, is his name. If I pull that out of the correct place, who knows? Uh, someone else can correct me when I got it wrong for sure. Point being, um, he's very experienced. I believe he's got a, a USA, uh, or excuse me, a UEFA Pro license, so quite a bit more um, qualified in that regard than our head coach himself. Uh, but I do believe this will mean that we will not see Paul Hardy men return. Um, curious to see what they can do, and, and thrilled um, from a personal standpoint with a, uh, a team that is somewhat diverse, that we are going to have a coaching staff that is also uh, somewhat diverse as well. Um, hopefully that helps to build a, a good relationship between the players and the front office and the coaching staff, and uh, hopefully results in some continued excellence on the pitch. I, I had to just—I had to test you there. I had to make sure you're paying attention, Dylan. Is that right? Is that I, I'm pretty certain that is correct. Uh, if if I'm wrong, let me know. But I'm pretty certain you were correct on that. Um, you said Brad, uh, Robert gonna... Earnshaw, right? Earnshaw. I was right. Mm-hmm. There we go. Congrats, Dylan. You were right. Thank you. Um, yeah. So uh, that'll be interesting to see. I, I I believe it was was it Mike Watts that was on social media saying it's a good pickup that he was a very. Uh, he was very well regarded when he was with Fresno, um, and it'll be good to have him with Richard Chapel. It's just good to see that that you're going to have a, you know, a chap returning back as the head coach and bringing in some experience uh, to be on the bench with him. Um, Brad, do you have any thoughts on that, or do you, or can we move on to the other news that I'm going to let you be the the key person for? Uh, I have nothing to add to uh, Coach Earnshaw. All right, so let's go to Brad. Brad, uh, the other big news uh, was the announcement of the conference alignment for 2022. Uh, and uh, I'll let you go, Brad. What, 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 oh, what, what did we find out? And what are your thoughts? I am, I am giddy about this announcement. Uh, two major takeaways. Um, one, we are doubling down on uh, interconference matchups, which is something that I kind of uh, want to create a little spreadsheet um, and kind of do like a little follow along for everyone to, test east versus west uh when schedules get released in january um but two and more importantly um we're going back to two conferences and we're going to do a home and away game against the other 12 teams in the uh, western conference there's 27 confirmed teams for next season um the eastern conference has uh 14 the western has 13 um i'm not going to read out every single team you you know all these teams by now um, but we're going to play each one of those teams, one home and a one away game. And then, uh, because there's one less team in the Western conference, um, we'll have two extra, I believe, inter or intra, uh, conference matchups. I wonder if it's going to be one home and one away, or if it's, uh, like against the same opponent or separate opponents, but either way, um, the conference alignment and, kind of uh, interconference uh, plans have been announced and I'm looking forward to seeing the full uh, roster reveal in January. And the interesting thing with this next season is playoffs. Being the number one seed is going to be very important for teams now because as a number one seed in each conference, you're going to get that first round by and then you're guaranteed to play whatever the lowest remaining seed is in that second round. Um, So that could be a very, very easy path to get to the conference final for that number one seed. I, I think that is a 
it gives teams something to play for to really shoot for that top seed. And maybe it's something, maybe this is something that maybe Phoenix was arguing for because maybe if they're in that situation, they actually get to the final or the Western Conference final in 2021. Nothing against Phoenix and their fans, but um, that would be a team that would have benefited from this this past season. Um, so, right? They were the number one seed in the West? Uh, yeah, and I suppose, yes, it would have, but who cares? Uh, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, though, but that's that's – we have the cup. That's all that I, Dylan's like, just shut up, point to the cup and we're good. Um, but now there's an actual important reason to shoot for number one seed in your conference, because you're going to get a huge, huge advantage when you get to the playoffs. Um, and for any team that's battling, if you can get that first round by to rest and recover and then know that you're playing the least of the remaining opponents, that's, that's a big thing there. All right. Um, Dylan, any last thoughts on that or any other soccer stuff you want to talk about before we wrap things up no no it's just it's been a it's been a wonderful year and uh, what, a, what a pleasure to share with all of you it has Mostly been a pleasure back half of it but yeah <laughs> oh it was it we were all probably losing some hair hair turning gray mid-season but it, it really turned around there the second half of the season um but we appreciate you all for sticking around with us during all that time uh, that this was going on uh and celebrating with us when orange county one the beautiful cups that we have right here behind us we're gonna just keep pointing at these the rest of this let's just do this the rest of the time let's just you know go there um last random thoughts of 2021 and i'll go to you first brad oh man uh just uh happy holidays to everybody uh you know i hope everyone a good and swell new year and i can't wait to see you guys back in 2022 this past year has been filled with a lot of challenges and just craziness, but we got a cup out of it and it's, it's a fancy thing to look at. And you know, the, the future just looks good for soccer. Uh, I like to see the USL going in the direction that it's going right now. And hopefully uh, things continue. Perfect. Uh, Dylan, random thought. Uh, I've got nothing to soapbox to you. So, um, be good, be safe, and, and have a wonderful festive period. Perfect. Uh, my last thing is, you know, hey, spread the love of Orange County and the USL Championship. Uh, I just was reading social media earlier today that there's a fan in that follows Premier League and said they randomly found the USL on YouTube, and now they've been, gone back and started watching a bunch of USL Championship matches, including the Orange County-Tampa Bay Final, and loves it. And, I mean, that's awesome to hear that the the – brand is not just growing in the U.S., but growing worldwide, which is a neat experience and neat opportunity because the bigger your league can grow, the more uh, players you can attract and, and the quality will just get better. Um, and it'll help push U.S. soccer even further. Uh, excited to see how that happens. And it, just excited for everything coming up. Um, this will be our final episode of the year, obviously, because next week at this time, well, I guess next week there would still potentially been another episode, but um, this is our last episode of the year. And we're going to take a, a short break. Uh, you know, usually this time of year for a couple months, we take a little break, but we will be back when things start wrapping back up on the news. Um, make sure you stay safe for your holidays, whatever holidays you, you celebrate, including New Year's. Be safe. Um, if you are going to party and have fun, just make sure you're responsible about it. No drinking and driving and all that other fun stuff or, or not fun stuff, not fun stuff. We don't yeah. drinking and driving is not fun, um, but we appreciate that. And 
coming up in the new year, I will be participating in the lower league E cup um, representing our podcast, not representing a team representing our podcast. They're allowing us to do that. Uh, so we will send out some uh, information on when those matches happen and maybe Dylan and Brad will get to br uh, brush off their dust off their microphones and do some play by play on some um, FIFA soccer. I think we have one other person that's going to represent us on the PC side of FIFA. Um, so we'll, we'll get more information out once they make the announcements, we will retweet it and let you all see um, for Dylan, for Brad, for Alan, somewhere out there. I feel like I want to sing that song now, right? For our producer, Andy, and for the beautiful USL Championship Final Cup and Western Conference Championship Cup. And for all of Orange County SC, Orange County SC fans, the players, the coaching staff, all that stuff. Happy holidays. Thank you for listening. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast, and we are out. Orange County.